Crypto Vibe Podcast, your weekly recap of news in the world of crypto, because everything in crypto is a moving target. This is week 21 in 2022, episode 11. We hope you've had a good week. I'm your host, Neil Alonzo. And before we dive into everything, we have to give you some disclosures. And those disclosures are we are not financial advisors, wealth managers, lawyers, CPAs, or brokers. We're merely sharing the information that we discover throughout the week to share with you. You know, make it a lot easier to get all of your crypto news in just one shot. You know, try to condense it as much as possible. Add a little bit of color to it, but for the most part, we just want to give it to you straight. If you want to dive into everything, please go to our show notes on CryptoPodcast.xyz. Kicking off this week is GameStop issuing a wallet for your browser and iPhone. Yep, it's a wallet for NFTs, everything Web3. Supposedly it's non-custodial. We have the link in our show notes, but that's kind of a big deal. Next up is who's the real Du Quan? You know what I mean? The 30-year-old founder who became a crypto sensation, then his stablecoin crashed and burned, destroying billions. That wasn't us. That was fortune.com. That was a headline of an article because that article leads basically a lot of things that were happening in Terra Lunar World this week. And in other news regarding that, Terra devs need a home. So other blockchains are courting them. You know what I mean? We've seen Flux, Harmony One, VeChain. I mean, the list is long. Why are people burning their Luna? There's a great article on blockworks.co says over 280 million Luna have been sent to an address which permanently removes it from circulation. That process is also known as burning. But all things are not looking bleak in regards to Terra because a new Terra blockchain is sent to launch and is expected this Saturday with a Luna airdrop to follow. So just so you know, there's new Luna out. It's called L-U-N-C. But it would be kind of cool if everybody just receives this huge fat drop of Luna or Lunic. But... Is it going to be worth anything now? I mean, people are going to roll the dice. There's been some funny memes out there describing everything that's happening. Because pictures are worth more than a thousand words. In some Binance news, they're doubling down on compliance hiring. The exchange of Binance has tapped Ally Bank and Morgan Stanley Executive to build out government affairs unit. Binance also gains regulatory approval in Italy. They've also are tightening their KYC, Know Your Customer, and sanction screening to address exchange, quote, risk. In some Ethereum news, Ether accounts for almost half of $520 million in liquidations amid weak on-chain data. So Ether track futures lost upwards of $236 million, nearly double those of $125 million on Bitcoin futures. The losses were unusual for Ether, which mostly sees lower liquidations than Bitcoin on average trading days. This was on CoinDesk. Vitalik Buterin has two thought experiments to evaluate automated stable coins. This was a Twitter thread. See the link in our show notes. Ethereum beacon chain suffers longest blockchain reorg in years. The Ethereum beacon chain experienced a seven block reorganization on May 25th, 2022. Here's what that means and why it could have been a security risk as it relates to the merge. This is an article on decrypt.co. Another great article on Decrypt.co, it says, what are Ethereum rollups? A scaling solution to cut transaction costs. So dive into our show notes link and check out that article. From Bitcoin Magazine on Twitter, it says, Central African Republic to facilitate land acquisitions in Bitcoin for investors worldwide. In more fun news, these groups want to collect your data in exchange for crypto. Data unions like Swash want people to make money from the personal info advertisers collect online. This isn't a first of its type. 
but it's kind of a cool read on marketingbrew.com, so check it out. Great soundbite. The worst case scenario is that I look like an idiot. Aaron Levy still refuses to swallow the crypto red pill. In a great article on theinformation.com, the box CEO on the upside of being boring, his return to respectability on Wall Street, and why he's not still buying what crypto VCs are selling. Box is supposedly the enterprise Dropbox, right? And, you know, it's kind of cool to hear some points of view of somebody who doesn't really, you know, jive with everything that's going on, especially us, since we're big crypto believers. But those hard questions and points of view are going to help those who are interested in crypto and believe in its future to really figure out how does this become even more real, mass adoption. The hard questions need to be answered. Coinbase enters Fortune 500 list of biggest U.S. companies. The first crypto company to join the list recorded revenue of over $7.8 billion in fiscal 2021 and placed 437th. You know there's 63 other companies that wish they were 437? CoffeeZilla, the YouTuber exposing crypto scams. This was an article on the New Yorker. New Yorker. It was pretty cool. You should check it out. Even though they have a paywall. Ethereum name service hits all-time high in monthly revenue, and May is not even over yet. Besides ranking in more than $8 million in revenue, Ethereum name service has seen record-breaking metrics across the board. This was an article on Decrypt.co. The Solana network has experienced two major outages over the past nine months. In this thread, we take a look at the solutions set to be introduced. This was a Twitter thread on at handle BlockWorks. R-E-S. But here's the thing. The Solana network, the Nano network, Nano network had an attack this past couple weeks. You know, these are still ran by humans building in an environment that is not yet established. There's going to be problems. The thing is, is that the stereotype currently with crypto is that it's super secure, super resilient to problems. And it is. It has those abilities. But humans have to build the technology that's potentially able to have that type of resiliency. So there's still room for human error as we learn to build on these. Another cool soundbite, crypto crash unlikely to hurt US economy. This was from Golden Sachs. You know, it's kind of a interesting uh, source to say that, but kind of cool in its own right. Decrypt.co, take a look at the article. European Central Bank Chief, crypto assets are worth nothing. This is an article on Decrypt.co. You should just kind of read through it. It's kind of cool. Just because, again, um, we like to see hard questions. We like to see contrasting opinions because, again, if you know the issues that people have with things and reverse engineer those issues, it gives you the blueprint on how you can work towards mass adoption. Now, it's not about convincing them that you're right or that anything's right, really, but it just helps you make educated decisions on how you can move forward crypto. But I will say... It's uh, value is in the eye of the beholder. I mean, look at art. NFTs are making a lot of money. What is their longevity value? We don't know, but they sure have made a lot of money recently. And a lot of things in crypto have made a lot of money. But who knows for how long? OpenSea is introducing Seaport Protocol. And this I'm reading directly from it. It says, today we're excited, the where is OpenSea, to announce Seaport a brand new Web3 marketplace protocol for safely and efficiently buying and selling NFTs. That was a mouthful. We're incredibly excited to be building on top of it. And while we've created the first iteration of Seaport, this protocol is not just for OpenSea, but for all builders, creators, and collectors of NFTs. 
The core smart contract is open source and inherently decentralized with no contract owner, upgradability, or other special privileges. Now, the word inherently, by definition, means in a permanent, essential, or characteristic way. So the question begs itself, is it just the characteristic of being decentralized or is it permanently decentralized? Time will tell, and that's going to be an interesting deep dive. We're going to have to look into this more. French baking giant BNP Paribas joins JP Morgan's Onyx blockchain. JP Morgan's blockchain started with repo markets, but has begun exploring institutional access to decentralized finance markets. This is interesting because Jamie Dimon, you know, JP Morgan's big guy, he's been very vocal about crypto in a lot of ways. So it's interesting. JP Morgan is working in crypto, but their CEO makes a lot of interesting comments about it. Income impacts how consumers use crypto, Fed Report says. Only 3% of U.S. adults reported using crypto for purchases or money transfers, and they are most often lower income earners. Please check out the article on blockworks.co because it's an interesting read. eBay launches Genesis NFT collection amid declining market interest. The e-commerce giant is looking to cash in on a once frothy sector with its sports-inspired NFTs. Japanese bank Sumitomo Mitsui Trust to establish digital asset custodian. This is in a report. The bank's pivot to digital assets comes alongside a global banking shift towards cryptocurrencies. Web3 education platform pitches earn while you learn to business executives. Metacademies.xyz, mix of crypto incentivization. I think I read that right. And education already boasts 2,000 users, founder Shelley Palmer told Coindesk. I'd look into this one more. In a quote, crypto has to become invisible to reach mainstream. This is by MasterCard Executive. Now, what he means by that, it needs to reduce friction. But you have to understand how it works, or at least there needs to be, you know, a lot more maturity in the space. And that's what crypto is definitely shooting to be. So that's a pretty obvious statement if you're in the crypto space. If you're not in the crypto space, that's pretty much the way it needs to become. But here's the thing with that. Crypto in what sense? In finance or an actual execution of certain type of platforms? It's not all just about finance. We're of the belief crypto isn't just about finance. It's about a lot more than just that. The NFL taps mythical games for first play-to-earn venture. The football league is continuing its crypto push with an NFT game to be released in early 2023. That would be just in time for Super Bowl. Another paywall article in the New York Times, how influencers hype crypto, the article. So if you can get to it, you should take a read for it because it's interesting from that perspective. Former OnlyFans execs set to launch influencer NFT trading card app. You can't make this stuff up. So go to the blockcrypto.com in our show notes and you'll see the link and you can read through it yourself. There's been a lot of chatter lately about individuals being the brands that receive funding as its own entity. So instead of a VC maybe funding a company, they're funding an individual based upon what they believe their life potential could be in the professional capacity. In a study by Block Inc., which is Jack Dorsey's, it says lack of knowledge about Bitcoin is the biggest barrier to usage. Well, yeah, but here's the thing. Crypto, Web3, and all things related, they're not necessarily the most user-friendly as it relates to newcomers, if you're on Twitter talking about Web3 and crypto, you really need to seek out communities because there's not only a lot of noise, but it's not necessarily the most willing to help learn. 
There's a lot of great resources on the internet to learn for free. I mean, there's so many things. All the exchanges are putting out a ton of information, glossaries, Wikipedia versions of things. But the acronym of DYOR, do your own research, really applies to just how you want to take in the information because it's out there. There is so much useful free information out there. But the sentiment and feeling that it's not too daunting and that people are not talking down to you or over you or even pretentious, these are the hurdles when people coming into crypto have to deal with. For mass adoption, we believe things not only have to be easier in a sense, not dumbed down, just more layman's terms, more tangible, more relatable, but they also need to give people the sense that, you know what, we're all learning. Proof is in what's happening with Ethereum. Ethereum Classic went to Ethereum. Now it's going to Ethereum 2.0. It's because they too are also learning. Tether enters Latin America with Mexican peso peg stablecoin. This is going to be interesting. Check out coindesk.com for that article. Portuguese parliament holds off taxing crypto gains for individuals. The government rejected two bills to tax crypto gains in 2022, but a new bill is already on the books to tax and regulate crypto assets in the near future. We talked about this a little bit. It was one of the big things about going to Portugal as a miner in crypto, but it doesn't seem like they're going to be the safe harbor that they were positioning themselves to be. Senators draft bill to ban use of digital yuan in U.S.-based mobile apps. The, quote, Defending Americans from Authoritarian Digital Currencies Act aims to curb China's direct control on U.S. soil, the senator said. Why emerging markets are leading the charge on CBDCs, which are central bank digital currencies. This is a good article on blockworks.co. MetaMask moves to help crypto scam victims recover stolen digital assets. So, yeah, good luck to that. That'd be great. The people who've had things stolen would love more accountability. Three top VCs on how they value crypto startups in a tumultuous market. This is a fortune.com article. It's a cool read to see from that perspective. And in step with all things venture capital, Crypto Fund 4, which equaled $4.5 billion by Andreas and Horowitz. This is amazing. It's awesome. Katie Hahn's raising a lot of money for crypto. There's so many VCs pushing a lot of things crypto. So this is going to help ensure that we're building in the time of such a bear market. But having said that, there is an article, well, not necessarily an article, but a 52-page presentation put together by Sequoia Capital that is titled Adapting to Endure. It says, which cautions founders of a, quote, crucible moment and a longer recovery ahead as relates to companies in this space. And last but not least is an example of what, could be called a shitcoin. Elon Goat token founders are on Fox Business News interview with Charles Payne. When you watch the interview, and we have the link in our show notes, the it they don't answer the question about utility. And this is why that Fox.com article talks about the use of utility not being 100% clear. But we will say the PR people in charge of getting them that airtime is a hero. But they didn't do much with it. Well, that's it for this week. Not necessarily that's all the news in crypto, but that was definitely a good chunk of it, right? Again, all the show notes with links to everything we talked about is on CryptoPodcast.xyz. If you found value in what we're doing, please share with others. Everybody likes it when you share value. We'd like to thank everyone at Good Soup Music for giving us that great tune in the intro and outro of our podcast. 
This podcast is brought to you by Fort Brox. We're a crypto mining company. This show is produced by Wizard Cats and Vocal Visual, and I'm your host, Neil Alonzo. We hope you have a good weekend and that your crypto portfolio keeps going up.